0: Is this what you wanted? of our co-hosts today and coming in hot ready and looking great brandon how the hell are you sir
1: (laughs) i am good i'm a little under the weather but um i am doing good it's good to be back it's good to be talking a new marvel release again Mm -hmm. it's yeah it's good to be back how are you phoenix pretty
0: great and uh also joining us today you know him we know him as our (laughs) season one Undisputed code-breaking champion, Mr. Nathan Pig. How are you, sir?
2: I'm good, Phoenix. Welcome, uh, welcome back to the show. I'm yeah. happy to be here. Um, Brandon, what kind of weather are you under? Is it raining? Nah, oh, that was a total. I was about, miss.
1: To, <laughs> I was about to say I, I can't tell
2: if you're. That was a right to, right. that was a total miss. Yeah. Still, still funnier than anything in Free Guy, though. Um, oh. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm I'm good, Phoenix. I'm good. Good to be back. Good to talk with you guys.
0: Absolutely, man. We're glad to have you guys. And it's a a double feature today because we're going to be talking about not just um, an exciting new release from Marvel Studios, but also one of the most anticipated movies of 20. Well, actually, it was 2019. Now, 2020, 2021. Yeah, it's been been delayed a while. Uh, So uh, we are talking the new uh, I can't remember if it's Nia or Naya. DaCosta Costa film, Candyman. This is a this is a reboot of the 92 original, uh produced by Jordan Peel, directed by Mia DaCosta starring Yaya Abdul Mateen II, Tiana Paris, who we know from uh WandaVision fame. And uh yeah. I have a lot of thoughts on this movie, and yeah. Nathan Nathan unfortunately didn't get a chance to see it, which Sucks. I I I can't wait to hear your thoughts when you finally do.
2: I feel but, like I'm the biggest person that you want to know what their thoughts were. Just, oh, just what? Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, yeah. well, I I well, have knowing,
1: not. Knowing our history of the divide between Phoenix me <laughs> versus you and Nick, I have a feeling you're gonna end up liking it for all the wrong reasons.
2: <laughs> I um I have not seen it, so I'm going to hop out of this segment for a little bit. If one of you guys just wants to call me, uh, I'll get it on my watch when we're. Ready to go, I'll yeah. uh, I'll jump back in here.
0: All righty, Brandon, please kick us off with your thoughts on 2021's Candyman. This is where it all began, the story of Candyman. Local character, he walk around handing out candy to the neighborhood kids. One day, a couple of kids get razor blades in their candy. Police come around. That's when I saw the true face of fear. Get on your knees.
2: Hands, hands, hands. They
0: beat him. Tortured him. Killed him. Right there on the spot. A couple weeks later, more razor blades and more candy. He'd been innocent. So he's real. Candyman ain't a he. Candyman's the whole damn hive. If you're out here looking for Candyman, you ask me,
1: Stay away. Uh, I feel really connected to this story. Go on. Right here in this neighborhood.
0: The legend started. Uh Uh-huh. And the legend is,
1: if we say Say his his name name five times while looking in the mirror, we could summon him. Summon the Candyman. Hell no. Candyman. Anthony knows. Candyman. Uh, Spoiler. Are are we... Breaking the seal of spoilers just yet?
0: You know what? Go for it. Go for it.
1: Jesus Christ. What a mess. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. What a mess of a movie. Jesus Christ. What a mess, man. This. (laughs) uh, I I wrote a letterbox review like my first night I watched it. Most times I either write a review or I'll write a few words on it. This one deserved a full review for me. Oh, my goodness. All right. So I watched the original a couple days before going to see it. Mm-hmm. And I really enjoy the original. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then, um, the movie starting off had a good thing going for it. They were setting up like Candyman, it's himself pretty well. Mm-hmm. But towards the middle of the movie and at the end, it falls off so quickly, mm-hmm. and then just spirals out of control <laughs> into a giant mess. <laughs> like, like I, I you, if you can see, I wrote an entire Letterbox review for this. What did you, you gave it two stars? I gave it two, uh, yeah, I gave it two stars. What, like, what a mess. <laughs> uh, like, I, I, we'll go into a little bit more about, like, plot specifics when I hear your thoughts.
0: Okay. Whew. I'm going to try to, uh, to uh, central, centralize my, my, my complaints with this movie. Uh, I 100% am in agreement with Brandon that this movie is a mess. But it is a mess. And in it's a mess because it didn't have to be. <laughs> like, like that's why it's a mess. It's a mess because for whatever reason it got shrunken to 91 minutes. For for whatever reason we added on to the lore of Candyman that didn't need it. It was it was so unnecessary. For whatever reason we had. Listen, I, I am pretty sure that the Costa's Naya, Naya DaCosta's camera work and her, her skills as a director will translate over into the Marvel Captain Marvel 2 movie that she's doing tremendously well. I am I am almost 100 percent positive that what she does as a director will translate into a Marvel movie incredibly well. But here it was so such the wrong aesthetic. It was yeah. the it was the wrong aesthetic. I kept looking at the screen, going, "Why are all of these shots so clean? Like they're 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 literally like like photographs." And I'm like, "That's great." In certain points, like that, when it opens that sequence with the upside down uh, drone going through the city, that was hot. I was like, "Ooh, that's nice." There's another shot later when he's walking through the tunnel. It's beautiful. I was like, okay, I see you. I see you. There's mm-hmm. a shot where um, the the critic, she's being killed, and they, and they pan out uh, from pan her. Pan out, They've she's getting in- killed. Oh, oh, so great. Good stuff. Really, like I said, her aesthetic will definitely transfer over into a Marvel film incredibly well. But everything else in that movie was uh, abysmal it was utterly yeah. abysmal um, yeah
1: like you mentioned like the beginning of the film with the drone flying through the upside down mm-hmm. Um. so I also want to give I like I, I'll give credit where it's due I liked when they were showing the title cards yeah mirrored right yeah that, that, that was an enjoyable little like motion because like because like it's like you're looking through Candyman's eyes mm-hmm. into a mirror mm-hmm. everything would be flipped
0: it, was, so that it was, was cool yeah it was that was a super cool emotion and I mean it was like, like all the things we're talking about literally happened like in the beginning oh yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. like all the things we're talking about having like literally like first I don't know like 20 30 minutes of the movie um what lost me and I mean just not just lost me man like okay I want to put this out here that even if the ninety ninety two version of Candyman did not exist this would still be an awful movie (laughs) like like as a standalone this would be an this would still be a, a really bad movie but with the 92 Candyman version this is even worse because so much of it is just incoherent it's so incoherent but the thing that took me out the most is that this dialogue, like this dialogue is so bad. And and I know like that Jordan Peele was a writer on this and I'm sitting here and I'm like, I need to know specifically what parts of this script he wrote because this is outrageous. I'm like, it's hard to believe that a guy who wrote Get Out and Us, both of these incredibly layered and dynamic, you know what I'm saying, social commentary films, can come back with something this atrocious. Like I mean this is I mean the 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 dialogue is so on the nose and repetitive and just tedious. It's so tedious. It's unbelievable. Like and it's like I get what you're trying to say. I totally get it. I I 100% get it but having every single character in your movie say it out loud every time they're on camera, what are we doing? What are we doing here? Could we not find other ways to fit in the messages of gentrification and police brutality? Could we not have found any other ways to do that without literally saying it <laughs> every <Yeah>. single time? Like,
1: <laughs> Yeah, I, I agree with you. It's like, That being the the main theme of the film, I was fine with. Yeah. However, using it to give Candyman a backstory, (laughs) it lost me. Another thing that lost me was when he got stung by the bee and then his arm kept deteriorating and doing nothing about it. (laughs) I'm like, the second that thing, the second that thing gets swollen, I'm going to the hospital. Yeah. It just Huh.
0: (laughs) The logic fail was was immense. And I mean, and like the the thing you're talking about, the the beast thing. Right. It's a it's mainly like a practical effect. But what kills me is like he went to like his, his wife saw it. His wife's co-workers saw it. The critics saw it the doctor saw it when he finally did go to the doctor <laughs> and nobody mentions
1: <laughs> like, they, they just slay, slap like, the bandage on him.
0: Like they just nope. nobody's going to bring up the fact that you have a, a, a scab that's covering your entire arm and half of your body. No, one's going to mention that that's just a normal thing to everybody. What? <laughs> okay. Whatever. That's a, that's a minor nitpick, but it's still a, like a deserved one. like, because this yeah. movie has so many issues with it, um, one of the things that I I just could not understand or, or, or get past is the ninety-one minute runtime.
1: Like, dude, yes, they, I <laughs> I put this in my review. Like, it felt like there was twenty minutes more storyboarded or at least filmed, mm-hmm. but they completely cut it out in editing.
0: Yeah, <laughs> like I don't understand that. Like, I'm like, I I don't I, I haven't looked. I don't know how long the original is, but I, I have a feeling it's maybe an hour, 46 minutes, somewhere around there. Uh, What are we doing here? Like, there was room. There was that actually room. Like, with what you were planning on doing, you still could have saved and salvaged that if you had added on an extra 20, 30 minutes. Perhaps. Yeah. Perhaps. Because the ending is so rushed, so like thrown together it makes no sense whatsoever like no sense it it makes absolutely no sense and it's just there like it's 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 and the ending itself is so on the nose like what we were just talking about with your theme it's like here's our theme make sure you got it even though we've made sure that every single character in the movie has brought it up but yeah, here's our theme right in the open, and that's that's our movie. And then it's over. And it's like, what? <laughs> like, it was it was so bad. And the my biggest, biggest issue, even though I've mentioned a bunch of other big issues. How do you only have Tony Todd in it for five seconds? <laughs> how, Tony Todd is Candyman. This is a Candyman movie. And you have Tony Todd in this movie for the last five seconds of the movie? What? (laughs) Yep, yep. It just, it's one of those things where I was like, I don't know, maybe maybe Tony Todd is is unavailable. Maybe he's like, I don't want to play the character anymore. Maybe he's like, I can't act the way I used to. I don't know. But, like, if if it ain't one of those and you just decided to only put Tony Todd in the last five seconds of the movie, that's a terrible decision.
1: Yep. <laughs> like, I- I'll give them this. It was cool that they brought back Vanessa Williams to re uh, reprise her role in Candy, this new Candyman from Absolutely. the original as the mother. Yeah. But that bombshell of an announcement of Anthony being the son
2: mm-hmm.
1: makes no sense. <laughs> like, like, it, would it have been a cool drop mm-hmm. if this movie had a developing plot to go that way? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did it? No. No.
0: <laughs> no. <laughs> it, it, it's just... A, one other thing I have to point out, Jesus Christ, there's so many problems. Okay. But one other thing I have to point out is the original Candyman has such an, an interesting dynamic like I've told y'all uh, not on this show but i told you guys privately that Candyman is my all-time favorite horror movie now that's uh that's from you know I've seen several horror movies there are still several I haven't seen but from the ones that I have seen nothing has topped Candyman is is in my opinion it's it's my f- all-time favorite and part of that is because the lore of the character and just the style in which that movie is done philip glass's score which is oh so damn good um it's it, it just it creates an aesthetic and it creates a vibe that is that literally haunts your dreams it, it's just it's super dark it's beyond one of the darkest films i've ever seen so yeah. coming in to this I was just amazed that like this movie feels like it was done by people who had heard of the original Candyman but never saw it. <laughs> like, like that's what this feels like. This feels like because what this is is essentially a slasher. It's a slasher. But Candyman, if you saw the original, is more than a slasher. He's he's a demon, really. Like <laughs> so, like. <laughs> the logic of it just makes no sense and this is probably the biggest key and i and i uh, oh my god i have so many complaints but this is it this is my biggest complaint this is it the last last complaint i'll have about this if you're gonna make a slasher movie show me the goddamn kills <laughs> yes
1: <laughs> show me the Oops. kills don't slap a rated r rating if you're not gonna show the kills. Where are the kills? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there were a couple of them. Yeah. There were a couple of them. Um, like in the museum sure. when the, when they, they, when they were about to bang and then, <gasps> then, and then they got killed.
0: That was awesome.
1: Right. But, but in the high school, nothing,
0: nothing, <laughs> nothing, <laughs> nothing. Even, even at the end when she's stabbing the dude with a pencil repeatedly.
1: Oh yeah. it shows Where's her, the... but not.
0: The... Where's the kill bro. Where's the kill? It's it, like, I, I I feel like y'all were aiming for some sort of prestige type of deal where it's like, oh, we don't need to show the violence to know that the violence exists. Uh-uh, you made a slasher movie, bro. Show me the kills. What are yep. you doing? <laughs> yeah.
1: like, uh, s- s- All right, that brings up a good question. Does this film bring back, bring down your thoughts of the original Candyman? Knowing how what kind of theme elements they adapted in here, what you know, kind of things they pulled from that plot?
0: I was, I was like, I was like, when I came out of this, I was like, it kind of does. It really, it kind of does because I, I know that there are a lot of people like Candyman was done in ninety two. It's twenty twenty one. There's a good chance there are people who are born who have never even seen the original Candyman. So a part of me was like, if, if, if this is your first introduction to Candyman, you're going to, you know what I'm saying? Like, this is awful, bro. Like, you're going to be, like, you probably won't even enjoy the 92 just because you know that this one exists. This is how they updated it. Mm-hmm. So, so when I initially came out, I was like, oh my God, yeah, this, this definitely tarnished that legacy. Uh, but, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, for me, in my mind, no because the the original candy man is still like i said my all-time favorite horror movie and it, it itself is brilliant but I, I i'm so mad that this movie is attached to it like i'm more mad that this movie is attached to it than the original sequels that they had for it. like mm. that that's how embarrassing this movie is
1: all right so I, I guess we're gonna move on to final ratings yeah yeah all right for me i gave it two stars um I, i'll i'll quickly recap my letterbox um basically i i think the acting was great the score was really good and costume designing was phenomenal deaths were pretty gruesome for the ones that we saw Mm -hmm. but just the plot elements they pulled from the original made zero sense to me and i think it really ran down what was set up and then yeah just they could have thrown in an extra 20 30 minutes in there but hey we got what we got so yeah Candyman, you get a two-star review
0: uh he is much kinder than me. <laughs> this this movie ruined uh a lot of the appeal of the original Candyman. And uh yeah, so I was vastly disappointed and I felt like everything about this was uninspired and didn't go where it was supposed to, and really fell flat for just upping the lore of this character and and bringing something original to the table it was really it was really a disappointment. So for me it's a one star. it's uh, it's 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 not worth uh, seeing uh, ever again. so <laughs> yeah, two stars for, from brandon one star for me uh, I, I, I very much not a recommend of uh 2021's candyman. but uh we are going to move on. So Nathan welcome back. Thank you. Appreciate it. Yeah. Uh, did you catch that tail end of our, uh, Candyman
2: discussion? I did uh, not. Okay. But well, I already uh, know that you guys do not like it.
0: It's uh, it's not a fan favorite. Uh, <laughs> I cannot wait for you to see this and to, to get your thoughts on it. Uh, I highly recommend once you have seen it to check out the 92 version of it and, uh, let us know
2: which one you prefer well, so i'm gonna i'm gonna watch the 92 version first okay that's what i'm gonna do all right sweet
0: well i look forward to to both of those all right so uh real quick while brandon's away let's do a what's good what's good what's good what's good So, Nathan, what has been good for you this week?
2: Yeah, I I haven't really been watching a whole lot. It's just life happens. So Mm -hmm. um, I'm going to recommend the Before Trilogy Mm -hmm. by Richard Linklater. I know that's not very low profile. I know if you're a cinephile listening to this, (laughs) you've probably already seen that. But um, that's truly the only thing I've watched other than Shang-Chi in the last two weeks. So um, Before Sunset is my favorite. The middle one. Um, yeah, great, great, uh, great trilogy.
0: That's awesome. I I am Cinephiles can take my uh my my movie pass card or whatever, but I've not seen the before trilogy at uh at all. So that's a great recommendation. I will definitely, definitely be checking that out. So for me, uh I also hadn't had a chance to see a lot this week, but I did want to recommend a movie that is currently out in theaters right now, and that is Respect, uh, the Aretha Franklin biopic starring Jennifer Hudson. Um, I think, you know, as far as biopics go, it doesn't break the mold or anything. It's not terribly, you know, inventive in in that story, but I think it doesn't really have to be because Aretha Franklin's career is so long and expansive that you know what I'm saying it's it just to get it all out you you'd have to go the standard biopic route but also Jennifer Hudson fills <laughs> this role. I mean she's amazing in it. She's really amazing in it. And for that alone it's 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 worth seeing. So
2: is me, uh, she going to get nominated?
0: Ooh, she might End up being like the sixth woman out, <laughs> like just because what what what's coming down the pike in like October, November, December is gonna be really it's gonna be some stuff, man. <laughs> it's gonna be some great stuff. So I don't know if she can squeeze into that into that conversation between Power of the Dog and Cyrano and uh, the Lost Daughters and uh spencer like there's there's a good chance she will be on the outside looking in but despite that the movie is still worth checking out so i highly recommend it uh everyone go check out respect and if you want to watch three movies in one check out the before trilogy uh, <laughs> which i i'm sure is amazing I'll, I'll have to visit that one day all right so that's what's uh what's good from us here at film code all right Hope so Brandon will be back by now. I guess he's taking a two. All right. <laughs> so let's get started. Let's start talking Shang-Chi and the legend of the Ten Rings.
1: Throughout my life, the Ten Rings gave our family power. If you wanted them to be yours one day, you have to show me you are strong enough to carry them.
0: You are a product of all who came before you.
1: The legacy of your family.
0: You are your mother. And whether you like it or not, you are also your father.
1: I told my men they wouldn't be able to kill you if they tried. Right. You're just a criminal who murders people. Be careful how you speak to me, boy.
0: Uh, non-spoiler. This is our this is our first Marvel movie that is exclusively in theaters that we've had in the since Far From Home, I believe. So, at least since 2019, 2020, early 2020, I want to say.
2: Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So, Shang-Chi, Legend of the Ten Ten Rings, starring Simu Liu, uh, Aquafina, the great Tony (laughs) Leong. I'll kick off with my non-spoiler thoughts. This was a direction. That I never expected Marvel to go in, uh, simply because they're they're already, you know, superhero action films. I I never expected them to go into the realm of fantasy, and so because of that, I was really taking a taken aback uh, after I saw it. I was like, wow, they really stepped into that realm, but. It was dope. <laughs> like for stepping into that realm, I, I I will give them their just due. They they did a great job with it, and so it was surprising, but it was also very, very interesting and very good. So I I was I was pretty solid on on just the fact that they stepped into that realm and what they brought to it. Uh, Brandon, you're welcome back. Uh, your non-spoiler thoughts on Shang Chi?
1: Uh, man, I really enjoyed it. Um, I I went into that film. I it, I feel like going into a film sometimes not expecting much from something gives you a better experience sometimes.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, unlike Candyman, um, mm-hmm. which didn't have a predecessor, this movie felt like a huge breath of fresh air since Shang Chi wasn't. A character that was pre introduced at all Mm -hmm. other than comics, but I'm talking about like a main MCU. So it was a huge breath of fresh air to walk into a Marvel movie not knowing anything about this character. So, like, I really, really enjoyed it overall. I enjoyed the route it took. And, like you said, the fantasy route, I really enjoyed it. Mm -hmm. I think it worked for this film. I think the lore that uh, I think they introduced the lore here and there to bring it into it. But uh, overall, I really enjoy this movie. So, yeah, I, I'm excited to break the seal on this. Nathan, your non-spoiler thoughts of Shang Shang Chi, please.
2: Yeah, it's it's a fun movie. It is. Um, I had a good time with it. Um, I thought I was gonna dislike Aquafina's humor in it. I didn't. She was. She had her moments. She was funny at times. Again, I, I really didn't have any expectations for this movie. Um, just wanted to go in and have a good time. Love that they are, you know, doing the uh all Asian cast and everything, getting the representation out there. You know, that's absolutely something that Marvel needed. Um, so definitely welcoming that. Um, and I like the introduction of Shang-Chi himself. Um, that was pretty fun. Um excited to break the seal
0: (laughs) all right well let's not uh let's not waste any time so we're gonna go ahead and talk spoilers for Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings Nathan you seem eager why don't you kick us off
2: I was having a fun time I was (laughs) and and I stand by the fact that this is a fun movie um it, it is like if it's a total turn your brain off movie, just kick back, relax and and have some fun. The problem is, is MCU movies are not turn your brain off movies. And um, when we were getting to the third act, I was like, you know what? This is good. It's got some issues, but it's good. It certainly has its issues and we will get to that. Mm-hmm. Um, there's no bigger issue than, well, let me start. Let me start, start from here. I am in the camp that thinks this movie is is beyond overrated at this point online. Mm -hmm. Like beyond. Like I have seen several, several, several people say this is top five MCU. Please stop. Shout
1: out Set of a Chat, Tyler. Wow. Please
2: stop. No, several (laughs) people. Several. Like I I can count them on more than my two hands. Like several people. And that's ridiculous. I'm sorry. That's absolutely ridiculous. Like (laughs) if you think this is top five MCU content. Better than Infinity War, then Endgame, then Civil War, then Winter Soldier, Guardians. Like, you think it's better than that? Than the original Iron Man, then Black Panther? <laughs> <laughs> than Thor Ragnarok? I'm sorry. Like, there's eight yep. right there that are easy better than that. <laughs> I mean, as
1: far as solo films go.
2: As far as solo films go, not even close. Not even touching it. I just, I don't understand, like, where, since when has the expectation dipped?
0: I mean, (laughs) if the lack
2: of MCU movies really dipped our expectation this far, um, I'm sorry. Like, I I think it was a good time. I really do. I had a good time in the theater. Um, Saw it with one of my friends. It was all right. Um, But I I have certainly more good things to say about it, and I will touch on that. But overall, I am confused (laughs) and floored over how well received this movie is. I, I I am floored. Like, I get it's MCU, and I get that's the most popular thing in pop culture right now. Mm-hmm. I get that it's a fun movie. I, for the life of me, do not understand why it's getting the extraordinary praise that it is.
0: <laughs> oh, man. You know what's funny? Is this is going to be one of those rare occurrences where I actually agree with Nathan. <laughs> uh, yeah, I do think it's it, it's a great it's a great time. I think it's a lot of fun. Uh, in particular the first act is tremendously exciting. Um, it, it really is. It's like it's, it's amped up and it's in its go all the way through and it's a blast. It really is a blast. By the time we get to the second and third acts, the pace is slowed, and that's that's okay, you know. Saying so we need to we need exposition for this character because we don't know him, understandable. And then by the time we get to the third act, I'm like, what is happening here? <laughs> like, and I get that we've we've delved into the realm of fantasy, which is great, which is cool. Seems a bit out of place, though. It really kind of seems a bit out of place. So I'm like, all right. I guess, you know what I'm saying? So I went with it and again, it is a lot of fun. It is really fun. It's really colorful. There are some great moments in it. The fight scenes are, I mean, chef's kiss tremendous. Like they are really great. And uh, uh, RIP to the the stunt coordinator who passed before the film was able to uh, be finished but uh, tremendously great work. But yeah, that third act, I mean, it's like, it's like full blown fantasy. And it's like, wow, that seems weird <laughs> to be here in a Marvel movie, especially at the end when you're trying to connect it to the greater uh MCU that we already know. It seems, it seems just, just a teensy bit out of place. So I do think it is, it is a bit overrated. Um top five MCU is is is. Is a stretch and a half. Uh, it's a stretch and a half. Uh, it's up there. I do think it is in the upper echelon of, of Marvel films, but I don't think it's 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 that high. But that's just me, Brandon. What did you think?
1: Uh, I gotta go against what you guys are saying. <laughs> I really enjoy this film. Like I said, going in with no expectations at all turns out for a better result at the end. Mm-hmm. And we're talking about the fantasy aspect of everything and just things that are believable. I enjoy that aspect. I feel like this is the only film that could get away with it other than like Black Panther with Wakanda. Well, see. Other than that, I really enjoy The Route They Took though. Like the Ten Rings, I, like just like with... Um, what's it called Lord of the Rings mm-hmm. with the ring speaking to, uh, to Frodo or just like um, the Horcrux is talking to Harry Potter, whoever's wearing it, making him mm-hmm. making him kind of insane. It worked because it's, it's a, it, want to call it MacGuffin, but it's a piece that leads the villain or main character to try and find a MacGuffin that shouldn't actually be trying to be found. Mm-hmm. So I enjoy that aspect of it. Like, yeah, there were a couple parts that you could just, that were kind of like predictable. Like when Shang-Chi summoned the dragon or when the dad broke down the seal, I had a feeling that was going to happen, but I overall enjoyed the the fun aspect of it. I really enjoyed the, I, I enjoyed the lore. I enjoyed I that entire third act. I really enjoyed it. The battle was great. The the stunt pieces were great, especially on the train. Oh my God, that was <laughs> a beautiful. It was a mix of comedy, action, like edge of your seat stuff. It was great, especially the, the, uh, they brought back the guy from Homecoming you're that spider guy from youtube right yeah
0: he's the guy who's that's the guy who was vlogging that's crazy i totally forgot about that that is him oh so uh,
2: you, you bring up a good point like the the easily the best part of this movie is the fight choreography mm-hmm. i mean it's outstanding it really is i want to give credit where credit's due the fight scenes were pure they felt so real uh, they felt in the moment. And I can't remember an MCU movie that had fight scenes quite like this. Any, Actually, anywhere close to what this was. So right. definitely one of credit. Scenes. Yes. Practical fight scenes. Those were incredible. Um, and I also want to, even though it goes into this fantasy aspect, I do love a good story where this, the motivations the villain is not I want to blow up the world. I want to take over the world. I I love a smaller scale villain motivation story. Mm -hmm. And um Brandon with you speaking to like the rings made him think things that were not true. Yeah, yeah, I like those aspects. I I like those aspects a lot. Don't get me wrong. I love Thanos. Um but having these smaller scale villain motivations um I I thought really worked. I, I really enjoyed that. Um and shang chi just felt like a very relatable character he felt like someone that is going to be a fan favorite uh in his next appearances if not already um and I, i did enjoy that he he was a very welcomed addition to the mcu unlike a different character who came out in 2019 before endgame even though i like her um so yeah i mean i really liked that but I'm sorry. I have to hijack this conversation. Like the movie we talked about about a month ago where I said, yep, we were going real strong until that third act was just abysmal. The suicide squad. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's like they were in cahoots doing this. I could, I could not disagree with you more, Brandon. I think the whole, Third, the whole third act is laughable. I'm sorry, like I, 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 I genuinely think it's laughable. Like, all right, hold
1: on, let's go over to Black Panther for a second. You think
2: calling in those CGI war rhinos was, was it laughable? That CGI actually, I could at least I could see what was going on mm-hmm. with this dragon fight. I had no idea what I was looking at. That's I couldn't true. see anything. The CGI was horrible. <laughs> it was horrible. And the decision, I get it. I, I get it. I am the first person in line to go and bash Marvel for being predictable and recycling everything. Mm-hmm. So I get that I'm about to just complain about oh, the third act fight scene was different. I get it. <laughs> but when you're but when your third act fight scene is two random dragons who have no correlation in what's going on at all, mm-hmm. like that's that's your climax of your film two dragons dueling it out and I can't even see that they're fighting. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That, that was laughable. And when that came on in the theater and I, it it kept going and I was like, for real, this is, this is it. They're not going to make Shang-Chi fight his father legitimately. They're going to do two dragons who we just got introduced to fight. I'm sorry that, that completely, completely lost me. And 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 just took my any liking I had for the movie and just soured, soured it. It did.
0: Well, to be fair, they do have a, a, a fighting between Sean. I know. And his father, which is, I know. Which but is that's really good.
2: Actually. Small, small apples to, yeah. to, 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 to the, the what am I watching? Dragon fight.
0: And I didn't I, I really can't believe I'm saying this twice. I agree with Nathan. I'm sorry. Uh, Like the, the dragon fight is random <laughs> like it's that, so random that's that's the best it's way it's so it. random it's it's random and it's like and it happens and you're like I guess I, I mean like because up until that point right we've been basically delivered this really grounded story of family and and you know heart and all of this and like it would have been great to to have a moment where it's like Okay, that's the that's the key part that we're we're trying to hit that you know what I'm saying that to stick the landing, right? And the dragon fight it, it gives you none of that. Look, <laughs> like it gives you none of that. It's it's a great cool visual moment. I will not I will not lie, it's a very cool visual moment. It's just it's out of place, it's random, it's so random, and like. Because I mean, especially because we're we're talking about some of these incredible action sequences, these great fight scenes, the hand-to-hand combat, even like the uh the 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 Wushan things that we see like with, with his that his mom and his aunt do, like all of this stuff is really incredible and just really nice. And if we could have had something like that as the finale, like, come on.
2: <laughs> like and and like, too, like i know what the rebuttal is going to be they want to introduce these fantasy aspects and these fantasy elements there's plenty of ways to do that without making that your final act a lot that, of yeah, final that, acts it's supposed to be the big shebang the final fight you're supposed to care about at least one of the characters in the fight you're supposed to or at least honor you know? the
0: theme that you've set up the entire movie
2: you've you've spent this journey with one character where you know the motivations of another character you want to at least feel like you're rooting for someone or there's stakes i'm sorry this dragon fight did none of that <laughs> i didn't even know which dragon was the good one and which one was the bad one <laughs> i did i felt like there was no stakes at it, all
0: like i said like it's just, it, it comes out of nowhere it's random it's it's and it, com- it 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 did
2: enough to completely pull me out of the movie. It, like it- numerous people, numerous people sat there and were like in post, and were like, "Yeah, <laughs> that's the best we can do."
0: Dragon fight, yeah. Uh, and I and I mean, like, I'm not saying that it was bad. It was it wasn't it wasn't bad. It was random. And I'm like, if we could have gotten some elements of, you know. The dragons beforehand, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I would have been like, I would have been like, okay, you know what I'm saying? Cool. Like, I understand their beef and where they're coming from, and you know what I'm saying? Why, why they would feel the need to throw this in? I can agree with that. Yeah, but because we didn't get that, it was just like we got like five to seven minutes of dragon fighting (laughs) that were pretty irrelevant. You know what I'm saying? And I'm like up until that point, like, you know what I'm saying? We had the soul eaters who were coming out of the wall or whatever. That was cool. Like we had all like the, 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 the city of Talo and all of their like fantastical creatures and stuff, bro. Dope. like when you're talking about leaning into elements of fantasy, this was great. Like this was really great. Just that dragon fight where I was just like, I don't understand why this. It is was a it.
2: total buzzkill. It really <laughs> was. I was
0: just like, I don't understand why.
2: So, right. Brandon, do you want to touch on that? Um, Not exactly on that.
1: I did have a question whereas related to fantasy. It made me think of that little dog thingy. Chicken pig. <laughs> that, was a, that was another one of my issues, too. What?
0: What did Chick- you think? Chicken tra- pig was great.
1: Well, it leads me to the owner of that little chicken pig thing. What did you think of Trevor Saturday? Flattery, <laughs> being back?
0: <laughs> Trevor, it was the greatest. It was truly the greatest. Like, I mean, Ben Kingsley's amazing. But like him being there and and, and his moment the the introduction where he literally like explains his entire backstory or whatever. It's like, like if you see an Iron Man, what was it? Three? Yeah, three. Iron Man 3. Like you don't need it. You know what I'm saying? You don't really need it, but it's there and it's and he, he, hearing it from his perspective is brilliant. It was so brilliant. He's such a great character. Uh the moment when in the battle where he's faking dead, like it's so funny. Like he he added the the tie-in to the Marvel's Marvel universe, but also the uh the humor, you know what I'm saying him and aquafina made made the humor in this movie. It was great. It was great seeing Trevor. I was shocked that he had such a big role cuz that was kind of that was kind of out of nowhere as well. I was like, "Really? We're we're sticking with Trevor for like eight scenes? Really?" Like, but still he was great. I thought it was great.
2: He served no purpose other than to make you laugh. So I could not be on more opposite ends. I love <laughs> I love that they're bringing back characters that we know from other movies. It makes the world seem more whole as opposed to just dispensing other characters and throwing them away. Mm -hmm. I do love that aspect, but the fact that they just brought him in purely for comedy and, and I, I I agree. Some of the things he said were funny. It wasn't a total eye roll, but I'm sorry. Like you can't bring a character back just to make people laugh. There's he's got to provide some other context, which leads me to my other point. Um, that pig thing. <laughs> sure. Another great idea for fantasy. I don't have a problem with that thing specifically. The way that Shang-Chi and, and his group get to this fantasy island is because this pig just randomly knows where to go. And this pig is just randomly in the cellar that they were thrown in. You want to talk about how I absolutely <laughs> ripped the five bloods. And the rise of Skywalker for its plot conveniences. All right. Talk about a plot convenience. <laughs> oh, wow. We just happened to piss off my dad. So we're in a cellar. Oh, wow. We just happened to stumble upon some pig thing who just happens to know where this fantasy world is. Yeah. I mean, there's all these falling trees and this thing sucks people up and kills them, but thank God this pig is with us. Cause he knows what to do. Total plot convenience. I'm sorry. Like again, I th- I thought we were past this. I really did with with Marvel Studios. I thought we were past the massive plot conveniences, but I guess not.
0: <laughs> he makes a valid point. I'm not gonna I, lie. Thank you. Yeah, thank he, you. It's a valid point. But you know what I'm saying.
2: I, and I'm I, not saying they have to work hard to like. I get that the plot needs to go forward. Mm-hmm. I get that they had to get to that fantasy world. There were so many better ways to do it than just. Hey, we're in a cellar. Hey, look, there's a pig. Maybe he knows where we're going. Yeah. Oh, great. He does. It's just it's just so much better ways to do it.
1: Something I enjoyed was, I know this is going on a tangent a little bit. Something I really enjoyed was when they introduced Shang-Chi. Mm-hmm. Um, they show him getting suited up, and then you have that sports car driving the into the place. Because Nine times out of ten, all your Marvel heroes are introduced as, like, rich, people driving nice cars, stepping out of those successful, driving out of those fancy cars, like, stepping out of those fancy cars. Steps out of the car. It isn't Mm Shang-Chi. He just tosses the key to the the guy who does valet. It's Shang-Chi. You don't get that normally. I really enjoy that. I, I enjoy that little part of it. Maybe...
0: No, I get, I get what you're saying. Like, I love that they tr- they made Sean a normal, everyday guy, right? Yeah. And like, and and it's interesting because they start him in that place, but we all like as we get further into it, we realize he's not that guy. Like, he's very much more than. You're not that
2: guy, pal. You're right, not. That you know
0: pal. what I'm saying? He's more than what 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 meets the eye. So like, it's a great. I think it's a great intro introduction to a character. i I will say this i will say this it's not top five mcu but i would argue that it is top five mcu origin stories i do think it is up there i mean because in my in my mind the best origin stories were iron man and dr strange in my mind so for me shang chi's up there
2: or we call it spider-man and black panther origin stories no no no
0: well, then, like we you have like, then
2: you have like five to pick from anyway. <laughs>
0: exactly, exactly. But it's
2: up
1: there. See, this is it's something that something that I like is like as far as like characters themselves, top five being introduced. Yes. As a film, not really, but character itself. Yes. Mm-hmm.
2: And another thing I want to talk about, too, is is uh, Tony Liu as a villain. Tony Liu. Yes. Thank you. Um, solid, solid performance. Did a great job. Again, I see people being like top 5MCU villain, one of the greatest villains we've ever seen. I've seen so many people say that. Again, it makes no sense. Where did our standards go, guys? Where did yeah. our standards go? I mean, Stan Twitter, Stan Twitter took that over. Where, where, where have our standards gone? I mean, I'm serious. Like I really liked his performance. Great actor. Liked his character motivations. I've already said that. Mm -hmm. But again, like I just a lot of my disdain for this movie. I need to separate them. But a lot lot of the bad taste in my mouth from this movie comes from when I go online and simply read other people's opinions on it. Like I just (laughs) I don't understand. I don't like did we watch different movies? I don't (laughs) like sure. I'm a little lower on it than a lot of people. That's okay. Not everyone's going to agree with what I have to say. And that's totally fine. But i just i don't understand the complete opposite camps there's people that are like this is the some of the best mc content we've ever gotten best yeah. villain in the mc like what are you talking about <laughs> i don't i it frustrates me even more and i need to separate that
0: that's that's very true because sometimes yeah it can be the 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 response that kind of diminishes the the film and that that doesn't yeah i i would definitely agree that that as something to separate because i do think this film is amazing i really do i i think it's really really good uh i i cannot speak highly enough of the fight sequences they are without a doubt the best fight sequences we've ever had in the mcu period i feel i feel comfortable saying that comfortable saying that cgi or not i i really think these are the best fight sequences we've ever had in the mcu honestly the, 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 the one that I put closest to it was probably Black Widow, because I thought Black Widow's fight scenes were the best I'd seen up until that point. So like, it's it's got so many great, great aspects to it. And the only thing that I think really hurt it is that is that ending. That's the only thing that I think hurts the movie in itself. The The middle act is a little slower than most, yes, uh, you got to break down a lot of exposition in that, in that, and I get that. But overall, I, I don't, I don't see you. It's, I think it would be difficult for anyone to walk away from this movie thinking eh, it's, it's trash or it's not, is, is lower tier MCU. I think that would be difficult. You could argue that maybe it's not as high as, as some people have it. Sure, but I, 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 I think. The idea to, to, to say that this movie doesn't work or it's not good, I think is a stretch. Because I think this movie's really, really impressive, like beyond not just for a Marvel movie. I think for a fantasy movie, a comic book movie or a origin story, all Asian cast movie. It works. It's it's fantastic. Oh, also want to point out something that uh kind of slipped my mind, but it was is it was really great. Um. Most of this movie's in Mandarin. Like, yes. like, they they put forth the effort to make sure that, you know what I'm saying, we get to hear these people speak in their native tongue. And it's great. I mean, it's fantastic. And you know me, I love subtitles. I'm a, I am love subtitles, and especially subtitles in English-languages films. Give them to me. Like, <laughs> It's my favorite. So uh, I just thought that was really cool that they, they, you know what I'm saying, said, yeah, we're going to have half this movie in in
1: Mandarin and Chinese.
0: That's That's really cool.
1: Yeah, I agree with you. Um, what did we think of the end credit uh, scene? Uh
0: Right, right, right. First off, I want to point out something that I cannot believe that in the year 2021, after 13 years of Marvel movies, that I still see people walking out before the end, end credit Oh my God, yeah. Oh, right. it people is people, next, to it's people next to me, dude. It's actually embarrassing, me on bro. Open night. <laughs> right. It's embarrassing, bro. What? If, where have you been? How how do you not know this by now? So that was just that was like every time I see it, I I I I don't like talking in the theater, but I swear to God, i will be like, "Get back to your seat, Sit like, to like the movie is not over, bro." Please, how are you doing this? But uh, the first one, I can't. I think the first one is the one with Wong. Is that it? Yeah, yes, that's the one with Wong. Uh, again, that's I'm I'm sort of uh 50 50 on that one because i mean like i said we lean into the fantasy aspect and then in this in credit scene we're trying to head back into the greater mcu universe you know what i'm saying so it's like it's a bit uneven you know what i'm saying just just the fact that you know what i'm saying it just feels like these movies are in two different places uh a lot of the time But other than that, I thought it was amazing. I think the the conversation that they're having with their friends is hilarious. I think it's just like, because I mean, honestly, if you were, you know, a superhero or a friend of a superhero and you had to tell your normal friends what happened, this would sound like a crazy story. Like, so I thought that was hilarious. I thought that was really great writing. Wong is amazing. (laughs) Like, I love seeing Wong in any movie that he's in. He's he's such, so much fun, such a great character. He just knows his stuff, bro. He's just he's literally my favorite. So like, it's like it's like Shang Chi and then Wong. Like like uh, that's how I have it. Um, I but, saw uh,
2: something that said that Wong has appeared more times than any X Men character not named. Professor X or Wolverine, and I just thought that was hilarious. Like, what?
0: <laughs> yeah, Wong is Wong's been in like nine, like he's been in like five, six movies now. Like he's he's out there, bro. He's he's about to get his own spinoff. I think I think Wong deserves a <laughs> the spin-off. Wong
2: cinematic universe.
0: Like he needs a Wong Disney Plus series. I swear to God. See, It'd be great.
2: like, and the inclusion of I know this isn't the end credit scene, but the inclusion of Wong and. um The inclusion of Wong and Abomination, Mm -hmm. I think we're perfect as far as, hey, these characters are still in the MCU. Right. We're showing you that we're not just crumpling them up and throwing them away once we get what we want out of them. Still showing you this is a larger universe, building that universe. What they did with Travis did not show me that. That was (laughs) just, we need you to come here for comedy. So I like the Wong and Abomination stuff. All of it. Yeah.
0: But yeah, that's the only thing with that ending scene. Although I do want to point out, how is uh uh Bruce Banner back into his normal body?
1: I I think they're gonna explain that in She Hulk. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: Because but that overall,
1: was... so far, I think I think because from what the Russos were saying, that he's he, st- he was, the Russos were saying he's stuck in that form, but clearly that's something different.
0: Right. I don't so, know. That's interesting. I. I part, it's definitely an Easter egg that I'm looking forward to seeing
1: get further explained. Part of me thinks they didn't want to spend the money on the CGI for <laughs> Professor Hulk.
2: Yeah. Cause they clearly did such a great job with the other CGI. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man! no, as far as that incredible scene goes, look like, I think we're past the point of being like, Holy crap. A, a hero showed up that I wasn't expecting. I think we're past that point. Right. Um, that end credit scene in particular, hate to be the buzzkill, didn't didn't affect me too much. Um, I was just kind of like, okay, cool. Like, what's gonna happen is exactly what we thought was gonna happen. Mm-hmm. All right, yay! Like, mm-hmm. I just to me that didn't didn't do much for me. It really didn't. Uh, but you know, we'll see what happens.
0: Well, I will say the second end credit scene with uh, his sister you know equalizing the uh the 10 rings organization that was badass <laughs> like, like that, that, that was badass and I mean like I don't know who the graffiti artist was that they had on this but shout outs to the graffiti artist bro like there were some moments in her room and and in the 10 rings once it, we panned out that that stuff looks sweet bro so i like like kudos to y'all like there's just there were some elements of this movie just in terms of style that were just really impressive that i just dug
2: yeah so, and i mean like i want to um go, go <laughs> ahead man go ahead something i want to point out
1: is like we like we noticed Zhailang was uh zhu was uh setting up the her future army which was the ten rings what's well, going to be awesome is like if we get a team-up movie with the Dora Milaji, the Black Widows, and the Ten Rings together now, those three armies would be unstoppable, dude. (laughs) Woo-wee!
0: That'd be be a lot of fun. I'm not gonna lie. That would be a lot of fun.
2: So, one thing that I want to talk about real quick, too, is that, like, maybe this is just me, and this is more of a discussion than me hating on it. I just want to get your opinion. Again, we talk about not wanting to judge movies before going into them, but I thought this was marketed as, and again, I don't watch trailers or more so brought up when they first announced it as like a, this is the backstory of, you know, the whole 10 rings organization and it's going to feed into why everything was fake and it's going to fill in gaps for iron man three. And it's going to show us who the real Mandarin is. And, Sure, it does some of those things, but, like, I felt like this wasn't connected to Iron Man 3 at all other than with Travis, and, like, I just feel like it was completely, like, I don't want to say lied to, like, WandaVision Ralph Boner-style lied to, (laughs) Um, but, like, I feel like this wasn't at all what they told us it was going to be. I get it. They told us it was going to be about the Ten Rings. We knew it was going to be, you know, a little bit fantasy and, you know, Asian descent and things like that, but, like, am I the only one that thought this was going to be like the whole code behind the 10 rings organization and the Mandarin and all that? Like, and it really wasn't.
0: No, actually I agree with that. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. I felt, I felt like there could have been more like, especially the way that they sold it to us. Like, yeah, you would have thought like we would have, we got more background into uh, Tony Leong's character and, and what, you know, he did with the 10 rings, but, the 10 rings as an organization. Not so much. I mean, we got a little bit of montage here and there, but like not so much. It was right. Like there was
2: not, it didn't feed into that really whatsoever. Right.
0: So I was like that, that, you know what I'm saying? For it to be the secondary title of the movie, a little bit more would have been, would have been, I I think helpful. But again, I think what movie was like two hours, like, Two hours and 21 minutes, or something like that. So maybe there's more on the cutting room floor that we didn't get. So that's entirely possible.
2: Yeah. And I'm just saying, like, I just, and I'm not mad about it. I'm just saying, like, I felt like this is what we were told it was going to be, and it was not. So that's okay.
0: Yeah. But all right. So final ratings for Shang-Chi and the Legend of the 10 Rings. Brandon, what do you got?
1: I got to give this a four out of five. Um, the stunt choreography And the characters that were introduced And how they were introduced And the people who played them Really helped out this rating um, I, I really like the conversations we had Regarding the third act I liked the third act But like you just said Like you guys were talking about It kind of brings down my believability of it now But i, I still got to give this a 4 out of 5 um, I, I really think this was a strong film
2: Alright Nathan I like you, it I like it i like it i like that we were able to help change perspective i mean you guys did that with my rainy for me so that's Mm. that's good um no i mean for me like like i said this is a fun movie i know i talked a lot of negative things on it it's a b for me it's a three out of five for mcu that's not very good um i i thought we were better than this mcu writers i really did um The third act, to me, it's going fine up until the third act. There's some, it's good. It just doesn't do anything over the top, special in my eyes. And then that dragon fight happens and it just loses all credibility. So um, to me, a movie that's done well, but could have been done much better. And uh, I'm going to leave it at three and a half. And please, for the love of God, if you're giving this five stars, (laughs) please, please stop watching movies, please.
0: (laughs) Uh, I am gonna ride that four with Brandon. Uh, I think, like, 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 like you said, I, it's such a fun movie. It really has some great aspects to it, and just in terms of style, and and just the the, the, the sequences are amazing. Um, yeah, that third act, it's messy. It's it's undoubtedly messy. I do think the, the blending of fantasy and in this world seems out of place at, at to say the least. But uh, other than that, I thought it was great, man. I think the characters, the acting was amazing. The story was really good. There was heart there. The characters are a blast. Simulu kills it. It's just, it's a good time. So it's a movie I would definitely recommend. It's a movie I would see again. And uh, yeah, it's a good time. Like that dragon fight is weird. Is it's weird and it's random but it doesn't take away from the entire movie for me so it's four out of five as far as I go so that is our review of Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings Brandon gave it a four I gave it a four Nathan gave it a three uh we'd love to know your thoughts on Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings so please find us on Twitter and Instagram at Pod and let us know your thoughts so With that being said, we are going to move on to Film Code. You are
2: now in Film
0: Code. Code. It is uh, my code word this week, and I'm going to pull that up so you guys uh, can get it. It's your co-word was bomb. Uh, your movie takes place between, was it 92 and 2000? Yep, 92 and 2000. Your director has worked with three Academy Award winners, and one actor in this movie has appeared in seven different franchises. You've also been given the bonus clue of music video. So, gentlemen, I will let Nathan go last as he is our code breaking champion.
1: Brandon, what film is this? Um, I was originally going to say Thriller because, one, it was a music video. Two, it was a bomb because it was awesome. Mm -hmm. And then I looked at the release date. It's 1982. So I'm like, crap. (laughs) So that was my guess. You stick until I I had to stick with that one because I couldn't. I couldn't find anything else. Wow! All right, Nathan, what do you got?
2: Remind me again uh, what year it is.
0: It is between nineteen ninety two and two
2: thousand. All right, (laughs) I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna go with Die Hard with a Vengeance. Mm. <laughs> and that is uh Samuel Jackson is gonna be your man there with the eight different franchises. Mm-hmm. Um, fits the time period. It's my strongest guess.
0: All right wow well we have kicked off this season with a streak of a lot of us breaking the code word and now we have hit the mid-season slump where no one (laughs) no one can crack the code uh so this one was a lot of fun i really actually thought you guys would get this one uh because i think i gave pretty pretty decent clues uh so uh 92 to 2000 the movie takes place in 1996 uh your director has worked with three academy award winners that is jamie fox uh he also worked with Charlize theron and he worked with uh um blanking on the third one but uh, <laughs> yeah three and your actor who has appeared in seven different franchises is jada pinkett smith she was in the matrix madagascar bunch of other ones men in black yeah seven different ones music video is because two of the scenes in this movie are actually used in music videos that were used in music videos in the 90s and your director used to direct music videos so your movie and code word is bomb and what do you do with a bomb blow it Let's up. use it you set it off Ladies and gentlemen, the movie is 1996's Set It Off, starring
1: Queen Latifah,
0: Vivica A. Fox, Kimberly Elise, Jada Pinkett Smith, directed by F. Gary Gray. And that is your code word. Hold on. Hold on.
1: Wait, Phoenix, you set off. uh, You want to set off bombs?
0: Yeah, that's how you set. That's what you do with bombs. You set them off. (laughs) that's if, why I, if you're
1: the one planting them, yeah.
0: Exactly. <laughs> that was why I thought you guys would figure it out. So, yep, your code word is bomb. It is set it off. 1996, directed by F. Gary Gray, starring Jada Pinkett Smith. And no one gets a point, unfortunately. I really thought that was a great code word. I really thought you guys would crack that. But otherwise, great work, guys. So we have got to get on up out of here. Uh, Brandon, let everybody know where they can find you.
1: You guys can find me at F-A-N-T-A-S-M-I-C Ears on Twitter and Letterboxd. Um, but currently, my Twitter is private just because I'm bored and there's nothing really to talk about on Twitter. But Letterboxd, check me out over there um, if you want to just see what I'm watching and stuff. Um, as far as what's good and stuff, I just recently got the Indiana Jones 4K set, so I've been watching those all in 4K. It's They're beautiful. Yeah. those are a lot of details um that i haven't seen before just because of, like everything's out the open now so yeah if you want to go check out my reviews for those um feel free so yeah thank you guys again
2: for listening all
0: right and nathan where can everybody find you sir
2: yep you can find me on letterbox at nathan pig go ahead and dislike my shang chi review <laughs> shang chi review because you know You guys don't like me anymore (laughs) after this and my free guy in suicide squad review. I promise there will be a new release that I like soon. I promise. Um, Go ahead and follow me over there for when that time comes. And uh, thank you guys so much for listening. Go ahead and check out our other content. Got some more side content coming for you guys. I'm working on some, some uh, special stuff. So uh, make sure you follow. And it's a good time to be in the loop here at film code
0: absolutely and my name is phoenix cloud and guys you can find me on twitter at ifo reviews one that's the number one and on letterbox under pa cloudon and like nathan said please follow the show on instagram and on twitter at film code pod and let us know your thoughts on the movies that we talked about today and any of the past episodes that we've uh done so <laughs> we will see you guys next week we are out of here peace